In this episode, we discuss Tigres finally losing the first game of the season. Chivas beats them 2-1 at home. La Limochinma has a lot to do, and we discuss some of those things in this episode. Hope you enjoy. What up, everyone? We are back. Got my boy Lou from Tigres English and Edgar from Double L Nation. How are we doing, guys? Doing great, man. Having a great week so far. And Femenil is back, too, so I'm happy. How are you, brother? How's your week starting? It's been good. It's been a good Monday. Uh, like Lou said, Femenil is back, which is exciting. Uh, felt like, well, longer for us because we're the last game of the jornada. But that's exciting. Yeah, it's good to, you know, miss the dominance of the, of, of the Amazonas, even though they're coming off of a loss. But... Got a lot of talk about, man. We, we're coming back, at least on the men's side, are coming from a two-to-one loss to Chivas. Uh, we were so confident last week on the pod. All of us predicted a victory. Yet, we did not get it. Um, There's a lot, a lot of, like, backlash on social media. I was guilty of it as well. I was slightly disappointed, maybe not slightly, extremely disappointed with the result. And this comes off more from the aspect of Chivas always comes with an open game, you know, allows us to, you know, attack them. And so I was looking for a lot of goals in our favor, but that didn't happen. And yet we still played a very good game, in my opinion, after rewatching it. And we'll dive right into it. But one of the things I want to start off with right before the game, about an hour, hour and a half, we had a lineup change. Aquino took the starting position at a winger spot instead of Quinones. Lou, what are your initial impressions of that? Was that a rotation based on fatigue? Was that something that Chima has been seeing in practice? What do you think about all that? No, I think that was a, a, a call Chima made uh, because of fatigue. And I read it from, I can't remember if it was uh, Vicorio Hernandez or one of the guys from uh, Pasión Futbolera tweeted out saying, that it was, it was definitely due to fatigue and it wasn't uh, more of a, a tactical change. But I was happy. I was happy that Aquino got a shot in his natural position. I was uh, looking forward to seeing him in that spot. He wasn't brilliant or anything, but I think I think he did a pretty solid job uh, considering he normally doesn't play in that spot anymore. And I was happy with it. Honestly, Quinones came in later and he didn't really give us much of a spark. I mean, he's, he's very active as always, but... Um, you know, tactically, he makes he makes a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. What I think both of you guys would agree on with is the offsides. Uh, so uh, we're stacked. Um, Edgar, you have anything to add on uh, with that Aquino sub coming on into the starting lineup? So I ran into a different version of the reasoning behind that earlier. Supposedly there was an incident during training in the week, and it was more of a disciplinary action is the version that I heard. Wouldn't I don't be surprising. know how it is. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either just because he's been known to have that type of attitude, be that type of player who makes demands, whether they be reasonable or not. But um, I think Aquino did well, and I think it's really frustrating just that Quinones generates everything that he does. 
but at the same time, like with the offsides and just other uh, movements throughout the game, he also holds us back. It's really, really difficult to be that supporter for him when he has the potential to become so much more. It's a double-edged sword. He gives you a lot, but takes a lot. Um, one of the things that I was going to start off with, you know, before we dive into the game was the fact that, you know, reading on social media and just talking to fans in person about our lineup, you know, potential changes and our rotations and just how stacked we are on the squad. You know, I, don't, I think it's going to be a very tough decision. I think, uh, you know, looking at the official group picture again that got redone with uh, Chima Ruiz and just seeing the bench and the players that came on as subs, I think it's just going to be extremely difficult every game to select a starting 11 because a lot of these guys, you know, maybe 13, 14 guys could easily plug into that starting 11 and Tigres will look good. But let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, obviously, two to one loss to Chivas. The first half, Lou, tell us a little bit about it. What were your impressions with the two goals going down? Well, just unlucky, to be honest with you, because, you know, that first goal came like at the minute 20 mark right off the bat. It was a play that uh, I don't know if the ball even went out of bounds on that Carioca mishandle. He mishandled the ball. The ball goes out the back line, supposedly. Uh, they call a corner kick. Uh, Angulo gets punched in the face, uh, doesn't get a call there. And then from from what I saw, the the whole team kind of misread the, the play. Uh, Chivas had a set piece set up for that. And if you notice at the beginning of the play, they had four guys outside the box and, and uh, Nahuel's yelling for them to stay tight. And so you've got like four guys inside the box, all tight, expecting a really uh, almost like an Olympico type uh, cross into the box. And then it ends up being that the cross goes outside the box or nearly outside the box so they could kind of cross it back in. And it was just poorly, poorly defended. Cordova didn't close in on his player that was outside the box. Uh, Pizarro didn't trail his. And they just, they scored. And it's, uh, you know, rather unlucky. Um, and I think that messed us up. That messed up the game plan. And if that goal doesn't score, if they don't score there, I think it would have been a totally different game. And if you look at the entire first half, Chivas had, maybe three opportunities. I think they had one at the 12 minute mark, another set piece that we blew. Um, Reyes did not follow his guy. So Samir ended up having to cover two guys and they kicked the ball inside the box and Nahuel miraculously saved it. Uh, and then they had another one that was pretty easy one. Another mistake. It was like a, a Carioca pass that went back. Uh, no, Gorreran pass that went and missed the uh, Carioca and then Aquino and, and Garza did not coordinate there and one of their players was wide open and shot it but it was an easy shot for Nahuel it wasn't anything dangerous and, I, and that was it that was the entire first half uh, I really felt like like our fans um, were complaining way too much over nothing uh, the entire game they had five shots on goal on eight total shots I mean if, if you would have told me before the game that Tigres was going to have 67% possession 22 shots and we're going only going to allow eight total shots. I would have taken it. I mean, there was the XG. Tigres was over two, and she was at was at one point one. So the XG doesn't lie. I mean, we were just unlucky. They they uh, 
they scored above what they should have. It was just mistakes that got us. And honestly, there's small mistakes that we can fix. And there's really nothing to be uh, concerned about, in my opinion. Edgar, after, you know, the two goals that were given up, you know, more now on the Tigres side, you know, besides obviously the mistakes that Lou states, what uh, did you notice the team, um, you know, firing back? It looked like the intensity was there after the first goal, even the second goal. What were your impressions in that first half, you know, as they, you know, were down as well? Yeah, so I think Chivas really just got us um, way off guard with that first goal, and that just set the tone for the entire first half. Um, in my humble opinion, it should not have been a loss. I think at our worst, it should have been a draw, but unfortunately, that's not how things played out. In the second half, Theodos did look up quite a bit better, uh, generating a little bit more and just correcting a couple of those mistakes. Uh, some of the substitutions weren't perfect, um, but they did help. They did shift the tone back and had Tigres dominating the second half, but it just wasn't enough to get the draw or the victory. Absolutely. And I think like one of the things that Chima Ruiz talked about in the press conference was the high pressure and, you know, the intensity. And I think that I was impressed even going down in the first minute and like, you know, that's, a, that's unlucky. That's, you know, a locker room goal. But I think that the team, wasn't willing to let down even though going down so quickly and after the second goal which was you know Lou was talking about it and I'm sure Edgar you uh listened to it because I know you're a fan of La Taberna with Igor Lushnowski and Noel Guzman where he was explaining his goal and how he defended that goal I mean Lou said before we started recording like he shoots that 100 times he probably only makes that once again it was just a very difficult shot with a tight angle um and barely scrapes the post so I think that the team was that showed really good response to combat the 2-0 as they headed into the second half. But once in the second half, the team was full on, full throttle on the attack. And one of the things that I was truly impressed with was Ivanez. I think Ivanez had another good game in terms of being participative on the field, in and out of the box. He had a few chances. So what are your overall impressions? Again, um, with his second start with no Gignac, do we see him getting along with him as Gignac makes his comeback this Friday? We'll start out with you this time, Edgar. I Yeah, like I said, I do think that um, getting them synced up is going to happen sooner or later. I don't know how many games they've had together so far. Was it second or third? Probably two. Maybe Yeah, two games. Yeah, it's only been the two, so it's, it's obviously not there yet, but I was really truly impressed with the fact that uh, after he signs and the press is kind of just saying that he's the replacement for Gignac and that he's going to be the man who steps into those shoes and he says that he's not. But you see a game like the one from last weekend and he really is, in his own way, he absolutely is. Gignac wasn't necessarily missed. He was able to step up and just uh, lead the offense really impressively and just show that top goal scorer that he was last year and just all of that form and it was really impressive uh, to see him lead for us. And one of the things that I think offensively helps him is the flexibility that the midfield has at times in the first half, the second half. I know I've been a big criti uh, criticizer of Nando Gorayan playing out wide. Lou, what do you make of that? Nando playing out wide, you know, closer to the second half, he was going more to, towards the middle. The offense looked a little bit better. What are your overall thoughts on that? 
you know, I still, I'm still with uh, Chima as far as starting lineup, letting Correaran, Carioca, and Pizarro handle that mid. But uh, that was one thing that disappointed me with Chima in this game was the substitutions in the second half. I think you got to get rid of a holding mid at some point. You know, even start of the second half or very shortly after the start of the second half, get rid of a holding mid, let Correaran stay in the middle. And and have a true winger because you saw it when Lines came in. What a spark that guy gave us! Having a true winger on there to make crosses, dribble into the box, create chances. And Correran, I feel like you're stretching him by playing him too much on the wing. So to me, that's fine. He wants Shima wants to control the game, and he feels like Correran, Carioca, and Pizarro are going to do it for him. And that's okay. But if you go down in the score and teams are starting to bunker down on you, you need you need to start bringing in guys a lot quicker. You know, in the start of the second half, go ahead and bring in Lainesco, bring in Quinones, Fulgencio. These guys, these type of guys that are, are more adapt adapted to the wing instead of Gorgeran. And, and you, you know, you, when you make them work that hard too, you're also risking injuries, all kinds of things, because you're going to make him work twice as hard. Yeah, and I think that that was what I was getting crucified for last week on the pod about the, you know, the benching of one of the holding mids is Pizarro is not going to get benched as we saw in this game. He was the perfect sub immediately in the second half, even, you know, allowing to play 10 minutes. I think it's going to be really tough uh, for any coach in, you know, whether it's Chima Ruiz this, this season or if we bring another one to bench him, obviously, because what he represents to the club. but the time that Tigres was on the attacking side in the second half, the guy that was pulling the strings and moving people forward is Carioca. And you need that when you are down on the scoreboard. And Pizarro was, for most of the game, he was walking. He, you know, he was still involved in certain defensive aspects, but he was just an extra guy in the buildup that wasn't getting involved. So I thought that that was the perfect opportunity for you know, Nando to slide to the middle. And like you said, throw out Linus out wide. Even Quinones as you know, the game that he provides. The two true wingers on, on the wings in the second half made Tigres look a lot dangerous. And I felt like that we did not take advantage of that as much with the offensive players that needed to be on the field. And so... And I'll keep saying that, Arnaldo, like, I feel like if you don't want to pull, if you don't want to make that tough decision where you don't want to pull Guido... Pull, pull Reyes and slide Guido down. And That's he, the easy choice. You know, everybody wins. Guido gets to stay in the game. And then that gives you another option. You pull Reyes and bring in a guy like Lainez. That that changes the whole the whole game, the whole structure of the team. And but, they, you know, it's just he hasn't wanted to, to do that. And they did for, like, before the two subs truly, like, I think in between the sub of Quinones and Lainez, they played three in the back for a good lapse of like five to 10 minutes because we were pushing up so high that it was Angulo, Reyes, and Samir in the back with the Quinones playing as a left wing back and Aquino playing as a right wing back. And I thought that was going to be the perfect time to pull somebody or, you know, pull him back, pull Diego Reyes out and allow either another, you know, whether it was Fulgencio, which I'm not sure if he was actually on the bench. I didn't see him on the team sheet. Uh, originally, but he was listed on the ESPN. So um, I'm not sure how else we can like alert or make Chima aware of this, but we got to pull Pizarro back. He's not going to help us 
when we're down in games like that, especially when we move to more competitive opponents. Chivas did not give us a lot of uh, work besides the two mistakes that we, you know, we did to giving up those goals, but a more competitive team that you keep on and you keep him in the game and being down like that, it's going to, it's going to take advantage with a lot more goals than Chivas did. Yeah. And, and I think Chima eventually you'll hear some of these complaints because a lot of the top, top media guys were sort of complaining about how timid he was with his substitutions. Uh, and I, th I think he'll get the memo. The thing with, with Chima that he needs to understand is just as quickly as people were willing to, you know, stand behind him, they're also willing to drop him in a heartbeat. Like you saw how quickly things turned for him. And I think he needs to realize that this opportunity for him is, is basically a once one-time shot. I mean, if he wants to coach at Tigres, he's going to have to be bold. He's going to have to make tough decisions, tough moves. And that sometimes has to mean that he's going to have to pull his captain out in the second half to let somebody else with more aggressive play. Duca was doing it towards the end of his era um, with Juninho. He was doing it. Um, so I think that's something that needs to be emphasized moving forward, um, especially in scenarios where we're down and we have to, you know, battle back to get onto the scoreboard. Wanted to move a little bit about into the set pieces, Edgar. We had nine corners, no goals, obviously. So we're not taking advantage of these opportunities. What do you make of that? It reminds me of we had the similar issue, well, honestly, all of last season when Guillaume had zero assists. And so we're just kind of taking a huge step backwards that Coca was able to fix. Yes, he had the preseason, but, you know, if we compare that to just the first couple of games so far, um, we've completely 180, and that's it's not good. It's it calls for concern, and I do understand that that's probably partially why a lot of the backlash on social media came from, and why people were very upset, myself included. Um, it's it is calls for concern, but it's not something that can't be corrected. If we were doing so well in the first couple of games of the season, we can definitely get back to that as soon as this Friday against Nakaxa. Um, but we have the players to do it as well. So it, it's just frustrating. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, One thing like... I'll say on that, Arnoldo, is that I feel like we need to have an official set piece taker. I don't mean on free kicks. That's Gignac all day, every day. But I mean on corner kicks and shots, long, longer range kind of crosses. Um, I see sometimes Cordova going up to take them. I see Gorriaran sometimes. Carioca. I see Carioca. And so... I think we need to get a guy so everybody gets used to the way he crosses the ball, where he's going with it. I, I saw a couple of set pieces where there was a, some potential there for a score and guys not moving correctly, uh, moving into each other's lane. I saw like Reyes and and uh, Nico Ibanez ran into the same lane, blocked each other. I think if, if Nico doesn't get in Reyes' way, Reyes scores on a header. So things like that, like Edgar said, you can fix them. But you gotta have an official set piece taker, and you you gotta have to work on that in in practice. Yeah, and, and it needs to reflect, man. Nine set pieces and or nine corners plus the set pieces off of fouls. I think that Theodis has to capitalize on those things, especially when offensively we're not getting the things going. So and when people are parking the bus, I was not expecting Chivas to be so far back, but obviously the two goal two early goals gives you that and allows them to play that way. 
So got to work on that. A little bit of a night and day, huh, between uh, Reyes and Igor Lichnowski. You know, last year, last season, a couple, you know, season before that, we were firing off on Lichnowski not being a capable defender for Tigres. And now we have Diego Reyes, easy mis mistakes, you know, when giving up the ball, uh, you know, losing defensive marking. So we get him back this game. Um, pretty excited about that. And we got Nikaksa, like Edgar was, you know, mentioning this Friday, which will get ready to create all different scenarios for different lineups. So I want to talk to you guys about that. What do we see coming into this game? Do we see any, you know, critical changes as far as the way that we're going to play? Gignac obviously is going to be coming back into the starting lineup. Probably Igor Trisnowski as well. So Edgar wanted to start off with you. Do you think that we're going to roll with the same lineups we have prior to Jinyang being injured? What do you think? I think that's more than likely the direction that he's going to go, especially because that's, I mean, if I recall correctly, that's what worked great against Pumas. Um, it's not necessarily what I want or what I think we need. If anything, I would be bold enough to put Diente Lopez back into the starting lineup as well, because he's also going to be available for this Friday. Um, I think that right wing side is just that is something where he could definitely contribute and something that kind of like Lou was saying, Gordia necessarily doesn't need to be there. I think he's more effective in the center of the field. Lou, what you make of this, bro? We got a, uh, does Luis Quinones sit back down and we start off with Aquino and Linus. I've seen that lineup out there. I've also seen, um, you know, Cordova and Linus. Um, with Gignac and Nico Ibanez, what do you think? To me, to me, Luis Quinones needs to sit as active as he is and as much as he touches the ball and and he gets out there and he hustles. I can't complain about that. He's, he's he puts in effort. Uh, he's a liability in my my opinion. <laughs> if you look at the the last shot that we had on 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 goal, which was Cordova at the very end of the game. Luis Quinones is inside the box and we made it, I made a joke out of it uh, because somebody, I had said that uh, Cordova, instead of shooting it, cause he sold it, he should have passed the ball to, uh, to Diego Reyes. And, and somebody said, Oh, he would probably would have missed. And I was thinking he probably would have missed cause he would have probably would have shot on goal, but it would have hit Quinones on the chest or something. And the ball would have gone out. And, and it's cause he's in the wrong spot. What's he doing in there? I mean, get out of there. If, if, if your teammate's about to shoot, don't be an extra body inside the box where you might be, you know, a liability. And so uh, to me, those kinds of errors are mental. It's just kind of he's not fully engaged in what's happening in the game. He's constantly offside. So to me, he needs to ride the bench for a little while. He, Aquino, he's not what he used to be. He's not 2015 Aquino, but he's still very disciplined. And he gives us, you know, he gives us a lot more than Quinones, I think. He's more tactically disciplined. I feel like that's where Quinones lacks the mental discipline and just the, you know, like you said, those silly mistakes of like being at the wrong place at the wrong time because he's not keeping up with the game. So Aquino might not be the guy that he used to be, you know, going by players, but I think he gives you a little more discipline at, to know what to do at the right time. And so I actually would be totally okay if Aquino starts at the winger position. The only thing is that I've seen, you know, uh, like I was saying about Diego Linus, you know, maybe coming into that lineup. I think I just like him as a super sub. I like the 30 minutes that he gave us coming off the bench. I think that 30 minutes, you know, 
in the role in that role every game, I think that he can thrive in. He's gonna come in and you know see tired players. So that would be my only concern with like inserting him into the lineup. I think that you would bet more for a Cordova, which I think he had a great game overall. Very, very, very participative. He hustled, he showed intensity, he had a few crosses. So I think that he's a guy that even though Gignac's coming back, he should still be considered into the starting lineup. So again, kind of how I started off, it's going to be a hard decision no matter what. Yeah, and that's why I hope one day Chima gives us uh, Guido as a center back just to, to give an opportunity to have Cordova in there because if you look at Cordova, his movements, everything's there. He's just getting a little desperate because I think he last game against Chivas, he felt the the weight of the game on him a little bit to score. And there was like, if you just notice his decisions in the final third, there was just a little bit of desperation, just too eager to try to make something happen. And he would lose the ball or he would just make a sloppy pass or he'd make that extra dribble. Uh, but I think if he had just the, the coolness to be more of a distributor and less of a scorer with Gignac and and, uh, and Nico up top, I think he would just make a killing. You were going to say something, Edgar? Um, yeah, like the team is just so stacked. There's so many variables as to what you could do with this lineup. There's so many alternatives to correct these mistakes that we saw against Chivas. Um, just it, it's tough, and Chima does have it difficult, but with that said, too, I, people were calling for benching Guido Pizarro. That's obviously not going to happen. But he definitely shouldn't be untouchable either. I think if he needs to come off, he absolutely has to pull the trigger. And he has to be challenged as far as playing time and leadership. We have other leaders as well who, if he's going to relax a little bit or not give us what we need on the pitch, um, Nahuel could be a great captain. Guignac could be a great captain. Yeah, and I, I just think that it just allows us that extra, like, you know, way of attacking with Carioca being the sole midfield, like holding men. He makes better passes in between lines and finds players easier, even though Pizarro is a great defensive mid. I think that Carioca's longer through ball or the pass moving forward is a lot dangerous than Guido Pizarro's. So I think that if you're going to not bench him to start games, obviously you definitely need to like pull them when the game requires it. And I think that the Chivas game was a perfect game to do that. The Atlas game, you know, be before that was also perfect. So we got to get away from this because ultimately we're going to get into this position again that, you know, I mentioned in the past on the pod before with like, you bring all these players in to challenge the positions of all these talented individuals that we already have. And they end up not meshing. And so we waste talent. And so you got Nando Gorriarian to either replace, you know, the, the possible exit of Carioca if he doesn't renew, uh, renew, I'm sorry. Or, but you also have him now. So you can use both of them, you know, with Nando and Carioca or Nando and uh, Pizarro. But obviously the fans know that Carioca is the better offensive player and, you know, a fan favorite. You, you saw it during the, the game, like, Everybody was upset when he pulled him out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he should have never pulled him out. That was Carioca's game. Then Pizarro should have come out, if anything. Yeah. And so the last sub, I think, was Bigon. Um, and that was Fernando Guerrero. And that was just because Nando is going to be gassed every game because the guy has three lungs and not all of them work in the 90th minute. So I think that 
get into this game, it'll be a slower pace, obviously. Um, and I think that the Necaxa will be more of a favorable result. And I think it's a good way to come back, especially after, you know, a short week of training. I think it's good for the team to get fully on, on board with what we're trying to develop and hopefully get a positive result with a victory. Yeah, I think I think Chima will make the adjustments. This is a smart coaching staff, man. I mean, these guys are, are seasoned, you know, Juninho. I think somebody was complaining that that uh, Chima doesn't have any experience. My goodness, dude, that dude's been around Tigres his whole his entire life practically. I mean, he he knows his team inside out, so uh, the experience is there, and I think he'll he'll start to take some gambles as as things move along. Pastor Lozano is a big fan of him. You know, he you know I saw. Him yeah, they were that. teammates, you know. I saw a tweet out today. It's like, you know, what other guy, you know, to lead you on a situation where you, that you weren't expecting a guy that knows the organization that played for the organization and knows what it means. And just like you said, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. So I think Chima Ruiz is well aware of that. And I think that he just has to be bold and, you know, be more ambitious with what he wants on the pitch and not care about, um, you know, the leadership aspect of what his players might think if he pulls up the leaders in this case, Pizarro. Yep. Uh, we should we should come back. I, I feel like that Nagaxa game will be a good little rebound game, and then we've got some really st- tough stretch ahead. Man, Orlando, Orlando, I got to watch their game this weekend too, and they they look tough as well. So that should be a good challenge. Getting closer to that Champions League. Uh, quick predictions, uh, Edgar. What are you thinking for this Friday? I think three to one. I think just having Gignac back, having Igor back, it's also going to bring back just. Uh some more confidence for everybody, just knowing that Gignac is there, knowing that the back four, you know, you're going to be taken care of no matter what. I'm thinking three to one. Lou? I'm going two nil. Tigres. Yeah, I think I'm going to go more on the reserve side instead of my ambitious three to one uh, against Chivas. I think I'm going one zero this game. I think it'll be a a very favorable possession game for us, but I think that we, uh, the, Back-to-back of days from Saturday to Friday's game, I think it's going to take a toll on the team. But we get Nico Lopez back. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Uh, he's been missing a lot of games and then leading up to the past seasons where he wasn't really getting playing times. Not as excited as I used to be about Nico Lopez, and I feel like with the current roster and how everything I've seen with Diego Coca and now Chimarriz, I don't see him playing very much. Um, so Makes you wish you had flow back, huh? Yeah. For sure. I, I, I hate that I posed that argument of Nico Lopez staying and Florian leaving. <laughs> so like, no, I'm hoping he'll make a rebound, man. I mean, you'll he, have plenty of games to, to get back into the flow. Yeah, I just think that, like, now it's been too much, right? Like, there's been too many, like, I don't want to call them weird. It's just, like, different scenarios. You know, Tuca not playing them, Piojo started playing him, killed it, and then Piojo not playing him, and then, you know, Diego Coca not playing him, and then Chima Ruiz obviously has him hurt, and then we could potentially land a new coach, and, like, this guy might, like, he didn't show enough, even though it wasn't totally his fault um, to stay at Tigres, so I think it's just he's in a weird position, and I hope he's motivated. I hope he comes, like, you know, willing to contribute in whatever role he's given as we, you know, close out the season and maybe take advantage of the opportunity in the Champions League as we have more games coming through, especially the Orlando game, which I'm excited. I finally got my media press credentials, so I'll be there and uh, covering the game on the field, hopefully land an interview by some of the guys and uh, 
maybe show everybody who's not able to travel to the game what you know the scenes and, and vibes are like. Congrats, man. That's awesome. That's great news. For sure. Guys, we're running out of time. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. See you.